Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. Really excited for this one. Maybe one of the best athletes in the entire draft. Uh, a guy that's been talked about for multiple years. Probably the last remaining running back prospect that's very dynasty relevant that we haven't hit on yet. And we bring in Ben Cummins to talk about him. He's a good friend of mine. He's a DFS uh, analyst employed by the Fantasy Footballers. He's a redraft analyst employed by the draft uh, consultants. And he is a draft analyst employed by himself. You can follow him on Twitter at Ben Cummins FF. Ben, how are we doing today, man? Man, I'm fantastic. I appreciate you having me on. Like you talked about, um, you know, we've talked football for a couple years on Twitter, and it's just been so cool to see you rise up the ranks here because you're grinding, man, and you deserve it all. So shout out to, I think I'm the first person, I think, on a podcast to congratulate you for 10,000 followers, and you're getting in the studios and everything, and it's so fun to see, man. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, you are the first one to to, nice. to do a podcast with me since it happened. I mean, it happened like 15 minutes ago, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Perfect man, I appreciate time. it. I I've seen your your work, and I, I love talking football with you. I mean, you were you were here in what December or whatever, and we actually watched the Washington Penn State game. You crashed at my place, and yeah, man, watched and talk football. So you know, we're good friends, and I I love picking your brain when it comes to players. So I don't even know if we've mentioned who we're going to talk about today, but Bo Scarborough, running back out of Alabama. So let's give a quick background on him. Uh, first is he's the largest 15-year-old you've ever seen in your life. If you don't know, Scary, Google Bo Scarborough in high school because he looks he looks terrifying. Uh, he's a five-star recruit, went to Alabama. He's had multiple injuries that has really limited his time. Uh, he uh, had an ACL injury in 2015. He broke his leg in 2016. He's been nicked up on top of that. Let's talk about him as an athlete. Blew up the combine. Six foot one and five ace, 228, 80 inch wingspan, 10 inch hands, just monster hands, 40 inch vertical jump, 452, which I think, as you said, is the 94th percentile speed score. His broad jump is 129 inches, 20 yard shuttle, 434, bench press of 14 reps. Kind of surprising he didn't do more on the bench, but honestly, that matters not at all. Um, and then his production. So 267 career carries for 1,512 yards, 5.7 yards to carry, 20 touchdowns, with his best work probably coming in a sophomore year. And he's also, in the sophomore year, he had 125 carries for 812 yards and 11 touchdowns. And he, I think he's also an older player, right? He's going to be 23 during his rookie year. So, Ben, when you turn on the tape, Tell me some things about Bo Scarborough that you like. Uh, when you turn on the tape, I mean, you know, we were talking before. I think he, you know, really should have been a running back like 30 years ago because he would have been the perfect running back for that play style. Obviously, the game is evolving because, I mean, I feel like he's a pretty decisive runner, um, gets north and south really quickly. And it was pretty easy for him to do that at Alabama where the holes were pretty wide open. And he was able to take advantage of a lot of those because, like you said, I mean, the dude is a beast. Like, he literally ran people over and got to the next level and was able to kind of, you know, pick up speed to where he did show some of that athleticism that I, I don't necessarily think he gets as much credit as he should. And, and with those combine testing numbers, I think that uh, we're kind of giving it to him a little bit more. But, you know, that's why he's so exciting to talk about, because he's really not highly touted. And, you know, you touched on the injury history and the fact that, he was in a timeshare like Damian Harris saw more carries both in 2016 and in 2017, which is crazy because he doesn't have that body type. Like he has the body type where he should be able to handle a full workload. And, you know, I think that maybe it's a, a good thing, right? Because 
his body was able to be saved for the NFL where now he can, you know, take even more punishment if he's able to stay healthy, which as you said, you know, that's been um, an issue, but you know, I mean, maybe that turns around and he's able to, if everything falls into play, he's able to be a workhorse because he does have that, you know, bruising north, south, run people over, no nonsense, you know, fall forward and get positive yards a lot of the times, which, you know, isn't going to excite you as much as, you know, I say on Barkley, obviously that, you know, can can run a great route tree and make a ton of difference in the passing game, which Scarborough is not going to do. But if he gets the the right landing spot and gets the volume from the from carrying the ball, which is where he's going to have to make his hay, um, a lot, you know, most of the time, if he gets that right landing spot because he's landing spot dependent, dependent, just like every other running back for the most part, right? Other than Saquon Barkley, really, you know, it's going to be interesting. He's going to be a fun guy to see where he goes because if it falls into place, I think that his range of outcomes is very wide. But I think that the the high range of outcomes is pretty exciting. Yeah. So with Garbo, a big question is who are you getting, right? Because if you're getting the end of 2016 guy where he looked like the best player in Alabama against Florida, Washington. And right. And, um, you know, nine, 11 carries for 91 yards and two touchdowns. 19 carries for 180 yards against Washington, two touchdowns. Against Clemson, he had 16 carries for 93 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, before he got hurt and left that game, and basically Clemson came back afterwards. But, you know, average 8.3, 9.5, 5.8 yards per carry. He's this big, slashing, physical freak. He does. He does a really good job pressing the hole and bouncing outside, and he gets he accelerates real well. Or in his 2016 tape. Now 2017, he came back from the broken leg, and I didn't think he was quite the same player. Just to give an example of that, in his career, he averaged 3.9 yards per carry after contact, but in 2017, it was just 2.9. I mean, he was he had one of the better elusiveness ratings uh, according to PFF in his 2016 tape. Like 2016, Bo Scarborough is. Probably a second round pick. 2017, Bell Scarborough is probably like a fifth round pick. So, a huge question for him is what you're getting. But, like you mentioned, the upside is there. I and mean, anytime you have a freak athlete like that, at his size, with his speed, with, with vision and power and ability to lower the shoulder, it, he, he's got a lot of upside. And, you know, he's a pretty good, he's pretty good in pass protection. He was Alabama's second leading receiver, mostly screen passes, not a whole lot. But, you know, in the screen game, kind of like a guy like Fournette. When you get these, or Derrick Henry, when you get these big physical freaks and you can get them in the screen game and allow them to build up ahead of speed when they get in the open field, really big plays can happen. So I think you can use him in that way too. You're obviously not going to make him a weapon. You're not going to split him in the slot or anything like that. You know, his his raw athleticism, his vision, his ability to press the hole and get outside, uh, along with being able to be adequate in the screen game and use that athleticism, I think are all things to really like about him. Yeah, and I do think he can get back to that 2016 form if he can stay healthy. And like you said, like that was the other thing that impressed me. A guy that's this freakish and this big, like granted, again, it's Alabama, but he did show that ability to get to the outside, make people miss a little bit, um, you know, by either stiff arming them or even kind of cutting a little bit and getting to the outside. And then he was able to pick up steam down the sideline and and make a ton of big plays. Um, so that was exciting. And then, yeah, like you said, like he had 17 catches last year, which, uh, you know, not terrible. And he did show capable of catching passes. Now, you know, as you've greatly pointed out all off season, like, 
Um, you know, it's more than just being able to catch the passes. You have to be able to, you know, get separation, make defenders miss and be able to run a full route tree. And Bo Scarborough is not going to be able to do that. But if they do ask him from time to time to catch passes, I do think that he's capable of doing that. And then again, if he gets to that second level, especially on screen passes, that's where, you know, the defense like good luck with that. Absolutely. So what are some of the things that concern you about his game? Well, I think it kind of comes just back to the fact that he played at Alabama and there were a ton of wide open lanes. And I think that a guy like this is dependent on where he goes, like most players are. But if he goes to a team where, you know, there's not going to be as many touchdown opportunities, because I think that he's a player that has a ton of touchdown upside if he's in a great offense. But if he's not in a great offense and he's not playing behind a great offensive line, because he's a guy that's going to, you know, run people over more than he's going to make you miss, then that's going to allow defenses to hit him behind the line of scrimmage more, not allow him to get that head of steam and get to the second level um, and, and things like that. So he's very dependent on where he's going to go. And that's that dependency is increased even more because no matter how much he's utilized in the passing game, we know he's highly capped in that area. So I would say that's pretty much my biggest concern when I'm looking for, for a landing spot. So I'm going to just start off with the durability issues. I mean, yes, yes. Uh, ACL injury in his right knee in 2015, right knee sprain in 2016, broken right leg in 2017. In high school, he had a broken ankle. He tore his ACL on his left knee in high school, right ankle sprain, uh, and he had a four-game suspension. Ooh, they're uh, piling so, up. Yeah, that that's a lot right there. And then you add in the fact that, you know, he is this physical freak, but he runs very high and he's seeking out contact. And that's typically a kind of guy that he has this big target. Um, he's a big target and is going to take a beating. And so you wonder about his durability, which is a huge issue. I mean, he had less career carries than the guy he gets compared to most, Derrick Henry, did in Henry's uh, Heisman season. So that's kind right, of right. crazy to think about. And, you know, it does worry me that after another significant injury, he didn't quite look like the, the, the same player in 2017. But, again, he came back in the, the combine and showed that he is this, this freak athlete. And, you know, if you get the 2016 guy, you're really happy. I think when you draft – whatever team drafts him has to understand that you know you want to kind of pick and choose your spots to use him as a goal linebacker i think he could be fantastic i mean he's got raw power he's got athleticism he can leap over the pile i think he'd be really good in the red zone and inside the five and inside the ten and you know i think if you want to give him because guys aren't getting 25 touches a game anymore uh if you want to i think he's a perfect complimentary guy to take in the fourth or fifth round if you miss out on like a nick chubb or rashad penny and let him kind of do some of the dirty work that he's also going to have some real big plays along the line and you mix and match him with like a, a pass catching back so you know like i think that some of his limitations on his game obviously limit it's going to be why he goes later in the draft but other than his health um and whether or not he can regain his form I, i'm kind of comfortable with who he is for what he does when you watch him, is there someone that he reminds you of? I mean, well, I was just going to say that, you know, because you've been big on these lazy comps all, all you know, offseason, and, and it's something that I like that you touch on. And, like, I was just going to say that, you know, we've touched on the injury concerns and the fact that he really hasn't had that huge workload, which you would look at a guy like that and think that he would have, especially because in certain games, and I think this is what kind of 
um, excites me a little bit about his upside, if it can all come together too, is in those certain games, in that stretch that you brought up in the championship game before he broke his leg. Yeah, he broke his leg. But before that, you know, Nick Saban was showing that he knew okay, when it's go time, when we need you, like this is the guy and we are going to give you the workload. Um, and I just find it kind of interesting because I wonder if to a certain extent, you know, Bo Scarborough not getting a ton of hype and granted we touched on some reasons why that would be too, but we have Eddie Lacy who, you know, is an Alabama, a bigger Alabama running back that had a short shelf, shelf life in the NFL. And Trent Richardson obviously had an extremely short self, shelf life. And then there's Derrick Henry who, you know, has shown flashes, but hasn't had the chance to hit it yet. So um, I wonder if we're kind of putting him in that same bucket and he maybe should be in there. But, uh, you know, again, if, if all things fall into, um, you know, the right place, uh, you know, there's definitely a chance that the upside is there and it will just be landing spot dependent. Who does he remind you of? Uh, like Eric Blunt. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of a bigger target, a kind of a Blunt was a good athlete too coming out and broke a lot of tackles, get some of those big runs, probably limited as a receiver into the screen game. Kind of a complimentary piece, but a guy that, and we've seen Blunt score, what, 18 touchdowns with the Patriots. Like, right. I think he could thrive in that LeGarrette Blunt role. And, you know, we keep talking about landing spot. Where would you like to see him go? Well, I mean, I loved what you brought up before we started recording, and I don't want to steal it from you, so I'll let you do it. Uh, for me, it's the Carolina Panthers. I think I, I've mentioned Nick Chubb there before as a perfect compliment for Christian McCaffrey, but, you know, they, they run a lot of power, some counters. You could do a lot of things with him him you know pulling offensive linemen behind like Trey Turner for example and I think what his skill set and Christian McCaffrey's skill set really really mesh well on top of the fact that you know the Panthers have Cam Newton in the red zone I don't know how you stop Cam and Bo Scarborough from doing like a zone read but uh at the the goal line but you you might want to take a little bit of those beatings off Cam and if you give Scarborough those touch uh, those touchdowns inside the five that he can do a lot of what Cam does so I think Carolina, fourth, fifth round is the complimentary piece for their first round running back last year is kind of a perfect ideal spot for him. They can play them both on the field at the same time, especially because we know Carolina's weapons are extremely lacking. So, you know, and, and that's why they mesh so well, because Christian McCaffrey being utilized a ton in the passing game isn't going to affect Bo Scarborough because we've already talked about that's not his game. So he can come in, he can play that Jonathan Stewart role. Stewart was a beast early on. You know, he's old in his career now. He's boring to me. Scarborough can, Scarborough can come in and offer that upside that I do think is there. Um, and, and a landing spot like that with a pretty good offensive line, Cam helping out, um, you know, that's that could be the landing spot that kind of helps this all come into play, help him have those uh, rushing touch, have, have that rushing touch on upside, you know, when Cam's not stealing them from him, obviously. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, that's honestly, I think that's one of the draft fits that I'm hoping for on, on day three. When you, you know, you're down Let's to do you're it, like your you're 20 to 30 guys, you're just sitting around hoping that certain guys fall in certain spots. And that's, that's one of the ones I'm going to be hoping for. But Most I just want, people have already stopped paying attention and we're like, come on, come on, yeah. Panthers, let's go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ben, I just want to thank you for joining us, man. I, you're a good friend of mine. Your football mind is fantastic. You're, abs you're a beast when it comes to fantasy and DFS. And kind of why don't you tell people what you're working on, where they can find it? Yeah, so the most of my stuff right now is with the fantasy footballers. I'm blessed to be uh, a part of a great writing team over there. And then uh, during the season, I do the DFS pass with, with the fantasy footballers. Um, we do a podcast once a week, uh, write some articles during the week. And it is a one-time 
uh, payment. So, you know, it's not a monthly thing, pretty easy to get your hands on. And, and last season was our first season doing it. We had a ton of uh, success and super pumped to do season two, because like Elliot said, huge into the DFS. I mean, I, that's where we, uh, you know, started talking on Twitter is, is with all the DFS cheap plays and all that stuff. So that's, uh, that's my major, major focus and commitment right now. Guys, Ben is one of my favorite people to talk to about football. Make sure you follow him. You can follow him on Twitter at Ben Cummins. Cummins with two M's, FF. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Elliot Chris, your host of the Draft Daily Podcast. Podcast you can find on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. As always, guys, we really appreciate listening. Thank you.